I'd taken the day off work and my plan was to get down to Dorset as quickly as possible and spend the afternoon trad climbing with my husband at Anvil Point. It was late January, but it was a lot better conditions than that might make you think. It was actually relatively warm, there wasn't much of a cold wind, and it was dry. So it was actually really good conditions, which turned out to be quite lucky. I was abseiling down before the first climb. There was a swing on the rope, which I was expecting, uh, but after the swing had occurred, um, I actually could, the accident itself is a blank, but when I looked down at my feet, I could uh, very clearly see that I had broken my ankle. I could see it was quite severe. My foot was completely facing the wrong way. There was a lot of blood. It was an open fracture. And I suppose what was going through my mind was I was quite afraid of swinging more on the rope and banging it into the cliff. My biggest fear was that I might faint, which really would not have been a good idea. My husband had to climb up the cliff, free climbing. There was no phone signal either at the bottom or the top, so he had to go um, and get help, um, leaving me alone and I was hanging off the cliff basically, uh, sort of trying to stop myself from banging into it. I was concentrating on keeping the bad leg elevated if possible. Um, and I was just focusing on being calm. I was kind of looking at the sea and the cliff and it is quite beautiful there. So I was trying to sort of focus on, I suppose, the world around me rather than myself. I was definitely relieved that um, somebody was gonna come and get me. I had no idea how long it was going to take. So I was slightly worried about that because it was quite tiring maintaining the position that I was in physically. From that moment on, I was looking out to sea, waiting to see someone coming. From the accident to when I saw the boat was at least two hours. It felt like a much shorter time to me, actually. Um, so I thought it was about half an hour, <laughs> which was quite long enough, to be honest with you. I didn't have any pain relief. Um, and in fact, um, when the Coast Guard arrived and told me that there was gonna be pain relief on the lifeboat, um, that made me pretty even more enthusiastic about getting myself onto the lifeboat. I saw the two lifeboats coming round the corner. That was the first I saw that, that I was going to be rescued. And it was just, um, such a relief and it actually enabled me i was still had to hang on for quite a long lot after that but it helped me to do that definitely and they like waved at me and sort of so that was brilliant the coast guard came and abseiled me down the cliff and then i was greeted by the rnli crew and they sort of guided me onto the stretcher and were just incredibly reassuring, both in terms of their behavior towards me and their manner, but also in terms of just their sheer professionalism. And you just felt they absolutely had it, completely in control of the situation, even though it was quite a difficult situation because they actually had to pass the stretcher over the um, sort of rock platform where there was water breaking over it. They had to pass me on the stretcher from the base of the cliff to the where the lifeboat was um, 
kind of a little way out. So, um, and, I, and I was really struck by the teamwork that took and the, the coordination of that and how quickly they fell into the pattern of that teamwork. I mean, it was amazing. It's incredible to me that this life-saving service is provided by volunteers who give up so much of their time to be there for people who, I mean, who frankly, in that moment, your life is absolutely in their hands. The fact that they're all volunteers, I just find, well, I work in the charity sector myself, and it makes me incredibly proud to be part of the charity world in this country, where we have volunteers who are prepared to do this vital life-saving work. I am now a proud RNLI donor, and I'm incredibly grateful to everybody who has been donating to the RNLI over the years because it absolutely saved my life. In terms of the crew that rescued me, um, obviously I want to thank them, but I would also like them to know how incredibly impressed I was by every single member of that crew every person that I met and spoke to from the RNLI, their professionalism mixed with their kindness and commitment. Um, it was just, it was really genuinely breathtaking. The RNLI refer to themselves as one crew and I think that's really inspiring because everybody in that organisation um, has played a role in my rescue and I'm really grateful to all of them. Hello, it's uh, Ben Ainsley here. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices. Or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.